kingdom come, now will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Gabby, a.k.a. The Gift of Gab on everything. Follow up, follow up. <laughs> and it's your girl, Dominique McCoy, a.k.a. Dom's McCoy. And it is the male perspective of cognac and communion. Young Wiz, hey. Young Wiz, a.k.a. on everything. A.k.a. that cap nigga. That, that cap nigga. Hey. All right, y'all. We got a lot to talk about, so we gonna jump right into it. Let's jump. Grammys. Let's jump. Um, the Grammys <laughs> happened this weekend. For y'all that don't know, now you know. The Grammys happened this weekend. And the show was, it was an interesting show. And, you know, that's all good and great. But the elephant in the room, Grammys. Why J-Lo? J-Lo. Yo, so, yo, yo, so look. So I didn't really watch the Grammys, like how you were like embedded. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, or like how you watch Super Bowl. I didn't watch it like that. But I did see, I did see um, a clip of, or snippet of J-Lo's performance. And, J- like, J-Lo is a really good mm-hmm. dancer. One, that's how we know mm-hmm. her. She is a dancer. She was a dancer off of um, In Living Color. And so that's how she came to um, her celebrity right. or whatever. Um, I don't necessarily <laughs> understand. I don't necessarily. I don't I don't understand why she did a Motown mm-hmm. tribute, but if it was in regards to dancing and keeping a crowd going mm-hmm. in regards to her dancing, then yes, she did that. But in regards to the tribute of her singing, the songs, and it's just I did not understand yeah. that. But her dancing was a I think I honestly feel like the performance was stellar. I think that she had yeah. a great performance. I'm not taking anything away from that. However, like I just, I just don't understand. You know, there are so many black women yeah. that could have done, that could have performed that. And I know me and you, we came up with a whole mm-hmm. list. I, I said Fantasia, uh, Kelly Rowland. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. uh, I think Kelly anybody been great. And I mean, because if we're truly, if we're being honest, like Motown was not about the dance. Like they probably had a, a five counts that you know you know dance that yeah yeah the little yeah yeah little eight counts that every song but it was about like the music and it was about the meaning it was what motown was to black people it's kind of like man if they you know it's like we weren't welcomed over here so we did our own thing you know what i'm saying if they man they could even have little man (laughs) like they could have just got little mo if they if they if they was running out on a budget, but like it would have been really good to she see said if they was Fantasia. Budget, so it's like if y'all needed somebody cheap, that was it. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. We gonna buy. I'm like for sure. I'm like I'm all. Yeah. But, no, but no, but no, but no. Like Mo um, is on the come up. Like, Mo is on the come up, but I felt like because she did a she's done a reality show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't. I, I, I can't. You know, and it, and yeah, I, just I really can't. Just Ooh, speaking of reality, mm. like, no, just on that, we speaking on the Grammys, um, to go from what you just said, reality, to winning, I believe, Gordy. rap album of the year. Oh, um, yeah. Also, performing. Yo, Ooh. Cardi's performance, though? Yes. 
but Car- Cardi, you know, and, and so like as as I was watching um the Grammys, my mom she happened to walk by, and like we literally like kind of just stood there in our steps and like watched Cardi's mm-hmm. performance, and I was like, she was gonna do one, like she was gonna do well one because she's a performer by nature like that's what Mm -hmm. she does you know what I mean like before she was in before she was on reality tv she performed in a strip club to get her Mm -hmm. dollars you know what I'm saying so she can't attract the crowd like it's not like the girl can't attract the crowd but I think we forget that Mm -hmm. and we attribute her to reality tv and we forget that she was actually you know dancing in a club and she had to do what she had to do to get the dollars and get her bills paid Mm -hmm. so she she can perform and she for show performed and that was a really good performance and that's like no shade to uh, strippers at no, all. No, I mean, you for know sure what? <laughs> no, it's not shade. I wasn't going to call, I wasn't gonna call it, but the thing is, you know, like I didn't watch Cardi on um, on whatever reality show she was on. I That's not how I was introduced to her and so hearing about her story after the fact because apparently she was dealing with some producer who was kind of like underestimating her or something, right? On the show. And it was oh, like, like wow. she wasn't supposed to make it because she was just this, you know, like ghetto chick from the Bronx, basically. Or, or so how did you hear about her? Or what was when your she first started doing music, I was like, "Who is this? Who is this person? Like, where did?" Cause no, really. Yeah. For me, at least. No, yeah. I thought she was like a stripper, and she used to do those Instagram uh, right. so, videos. Uh, I'm glad I, you yeah. brought that up. She was also on Instagram stuff, oh, yeah, I didn't which led that. her to love and hip hop, which led her to where she is now mm. um and she's a, she's a success story in itself yeah um, i yeah. think and you know what's that, that's what i was saying like the whole background of it it was really like like i said i didn't know a lot about her but i was just really impressed to hear how she was totally underestimated like she was the underdog you know and now she um because my friend showed me a clip of one of the shows when she first was on love and hip-hop and was trying to do her music and she was dealing with some guy who was just like, like, you'll never, you'll never make it. Like, nobody will ever, like, hire you. Nobody will ever sign you, you know, whatever. And she was just kind of like, forget you. Like, I'm going to win this and I'm going to be that. And she, you know, and initially, like, it would just sound like a ratchet girl talking that talk. But she did that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so that's, like, definitely something that I want to point out, like, us chocolate women we are out here loving on our brown latina sisters like there is no hate no shade on our part no matter how much uh the mass no matter how much the grammys is trying to do petty shit like have a latina sister uh honor motown and i hate that you say latina like that i don't know what are they like what are, i don't know what you're no it's no it's, it's a latina but latina, latina. i like, got a little accent on west indian shout out barbados bless now. it but like um, <laughs> you know and then bet with they side shade on Nicki minaj did y'all check that they out? came out with a letter but they came That's out with a letter you know. saying that that post should have never You're been right. posted and that they uh they value Nicki Minaj and mm. all her contributions to BET and they will continue to support her um whether she wants to affiliate herself or deal with BET um they will still continue to support her and the views of that uh tweet are not the views of BET. you know I understand um, all of that but that's something <laughs> that you say like if you're hacked or and, mm-hmm. you know, if you do something sideways that you didn't really think about, like, oh, we didn't consider it. You know what? I would even I would even go as far as to say, like, I'm not excusing it. I'm not saying that I forgive him on this. We have it from one current even to the next. But if Gucci was to apologize and say, you know what? <laughs> you know what? No. We just look like no. it was just art or no. something. I I'm no. not saying I do. I'm not saying I do. But what I'm saying is I can at least understand that. But there's no way that you can no. take your time to 
to formulate to generate a tweet like you had to come up with this thought you had to come you had to say like this would be a good idea whoever posted the tweet and then post it right so you made the conscious idea that this would have been funny oh they're gonna just like gucci just like gucci made the conscious idea that that sweatshirt would be funny there's no way that's a whole marketing scheme they have marketing meetings back to back like somebody drew like that's somebody drew that they sat at a round table the issue is they don't got nobody they don't have a person of color in there to tell them no or if they do have a person of color in there they're not listening to that person Mm -hmm. at all and they thought okay this 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 will work and they didn't care about they didn't care they about really thought it was uh, work. N- i don't we know just, if they thought it would we work just got black but they don't they don't they really care this was gonna work they don't care it's not even about it's gonna work they just don't care they don't care about your feelings they don't care about your dollars because you are I'm not their customer because you are not their customer that part you get what and I'm saying? What I'm and saying. it's just so... And that's the point I'm making. I expect BET... Not to, I don't want to say to be my voice, but I expect BET to have, like, my perspective. Black entertainment television, you would right. hope so. Gucci, I'm like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I know the ballers, the, these music people, these celebrities, like, once they reach nah. a certain level, they start buying that shit, but Gucci does not speak for us. Gucci does not represent yeah. all of us. You know what I'm saying? But BET... Don't represent it. It doesn't represent us at all. The of the <laughs> BET. You know what I'm saying? When you don't have nothing, you have BET. <laughs> like, I mean, was, I mean, I Shut up! Like, if you don't have you nothing, have you have BET. Shut up. And, 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 that was the best thing on at night. Man. What about Zeta's world? Don't get me started. Remember, Z- remember Zeta? What's her name? Zeta? She was a little animated robot or was that on Rap City? That still was on BET. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. But okay, yeah, but this is the thing. This is the thing. Like Gucci, I think was blatantly racist. That's just blatantly. Racist. Oh yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. But I feel like BET. I feel like that was some backhanded type of stuff. Even with Grammys, that I was some. Like that was some petty stuff. Now, that was of petty. course, the black people gonna be like, "Oh, why J Lo doing it now?" People gonna get mad at J Lo. Oh, Cardi won. Oh, so they gave the a Latino, but not the black girl. Like I seen. Um, like stuff like that, and we're trying to pin us against the brown folk, and I don't like that because we all minorities and we all stand together. And it's like as if it's not enough for us to be separated from the majority who we're already still like we're already fighting this hundred year plus battle of just trying to gain equality, you know. Mm-hmm. And now, hundred, uh, multiple <laughs> hundreds, hundreds of hundreds. I didn't know the exact hundred, so I just threw out hundreds. Yeah, I'm like, exactly. You can round up, round <laughs> up as far as you want to. <laughs> Honey. You know what I'm saying? Honey. Right. But, and, and I think that's what it was, because it's just like, as if we not having a hard enough time staying united as white people. Sheesh. Now you try to separate us from our minority counterparts? <laughs> like, I can't take it. The media is too much. I feel Donald Trump just on this one thing. I cannot take the media sometimes. I will never side with them <laughs> on anything. I will okay, never. I do have a question since we are since we're on the Grammys because we do have to get into the, the topic that we said we were going to talk about. But yes, Diana Ross's tribute to herself. <laughs> yes, happy birthday to yes. me! Oh, I, I loved, loved it. I loved, I loved, I loved it. it. I said if this is not the most narcissistic 
Like he said, "Happy birthday to I'm me!" Like, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna get." I was like, "Bless right, her!" I'm gonna tribute myself as the Motown queen. I'm gonna tribute yes, my you did. birthday. I'm gonna wear this red and I'm gonna serve. And that she did. Reach out and touch and somebody's hand. And that she did. <laughs> I and loved it. I was like, wow. It. She looks really good. She's 70. She was 70, mm-hmm. I think. And I was just looking at her neck. Now, what, <laughs> I, neck. I know y'all like, what the hell? But my thing, I cannot, okay, y'all gonna know me when I get old. And if I have an ugly neck, it's you because I be wearing my scarf because I be protecting mm-hmm. my neck and I don't want to get cold. I don't want to get a cold. You neck. know, but um, I am very uh, aware of people's ages by their mm. necks. And I do not want to have an ugly, wrinkled neck when I get old. And so when Diana Ross was like, hi, birthday to me, I'm 70. I was looking at her neck and I was like, dang, she has a nice neck. Okay. I know that's she has a nice neck. I know that's random. But yeah, it was just like, it wasn't, it wasn't wrinkly. She got anything. that neck. <laughs> she too old. I was, yeah. Gabby, you, I, I knew Gabby. Gabby's gonna let me down, so I'm like, she's old for me to even take that right. shot. But no. I'm like, I knew Gabby's gonna for sure. She don't care to age. No. <laughs> well, I wasn't talking no. about that, but I was just saying that her. Really like that's you know what? Gordy was thinking when he uh, shut up, oh, yeah. shut up. Is he married? Please, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think Barry Gordy, you know, he had a couple wives. You know, yeah. yeah. What if he was a one woman man? You know, what if he was committed to his one right woman? Um, before before when? We'll bring that up on the next his one. But his his one, <laughs> one <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're gonna talk on why we think he's not a woman. I mean, look at how many children he got. Do I need to pull up his Wikipedia? You no, definitely so, do. Because I'm like, how uh, many does he have? I know one of them is with a Jackson or had a kid with a Jackson. Oh, jeez. Uh, That's what you call it. No, so, but his daughter is Diana Ross's oldest daughter. Shut up! Yes. No are way. y'all serious? Uh-uh. Y'all are no. Black history, people. All right. So for y'all that don't know, Diana Ross and Barry Gordy used to get it popping. Out of that, a child was conceived. Um, Chutney, the first daughter. Shut yeah. up! However, Trutney was raised to believe that she shared fathers with Tracy and um, the one after Tracy, <laughs> the daughter after Tracy. And then when she became, I don't, she was like, I think she was like a teenager when she found out that Barry uh-huh. is her biological father. That's why they were sitting next to each other. That's why he hopped up when her son came to introduce the grave. He said, oh yeah, that is her mom, though. But yeah, he said, um, I'm introducing my grandma. And then they showed Barry Gordy and the daughter. They kept showing, they kept yeah, showing him, but I didn't mama. think I did not know. So Shut up. Just because he was the creator and the maker of Motown. That's, that's what I was thinking. I that's what I was thinking. Kareem it can be either one. And I was like, dang, he's gray. He is mm-hmm. gray. Like, See, he I is. think men isn't, age so ungrateful. I think he looks good. Well, third one. I think he looks good. Mm. But isn't, um, what's <laughs> oh my gosh, what's that group? With the two white boys. Uh, no, um, oh, oh my gosh! But one of them is his grandson, and he's white. And so, oh my gosh, what is those white boys' names? In sync, no. Backstreet Boys. Uh, okay, I have my 
it. I'm about to look it up. Um, he got a recent kid. Not a recent kid. It's his grandson. I was like, he's still shooting it up. He got a. He Let got a son. Very gritty grandson. I'm gonna need you not. Yeah, you know, yeah, my references are odd. Sky blue. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if that group. No, that's not the group. The group is oh oh my gosh, here they are. LMFAO. That group. Shut up. The one with the curly hair? Yes. The one that was friends with Paris Hilton? Yes. The DJ yes. one. Girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, is it both of them? Are they brothers? I, I think, think so. they I are. Think they, something like that. But I know for sure one is Barry Gordy's next door. Maybe they're not brothers. And you are correct, Gary. That is Dang. very good. He was going to make sure his people was going to yes. the music industry. Oh, yeah. Keeping that realize. legacy it's alive. A, it's an ongoing, like, repetitive generational thing yeah. of, mm. you know, success in certain you know, things they put on, on their sales. You know, in different cultures, in the black culture. Mm. Man. Black culture for sure. Black culture I didn't for even, sure. I didn't even know that man was, um, I knew he was, I thought I thought he was black or mixed race or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Yeah, if you, like, if all of y'all get a chance, um, look up, like, Google Barry Gordy. See, I'm just, I'm nosy like that. I don't know why I'm so just like inquisitive, like when it comes to people's, I don't know, biographies. I'm just like, I wonder how that happened. I wonder how. And then I will literally go from one Google search um, and it will take me to like, I will will be down somebody's third and fourth generation in their family on Google, like via Wikipedia. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Bless it. Michelle Obama was at the Grammys. I did not no, see that, but I saw the pictures. No, and I was like, I was like, dang. That was a really good moment. It was her, Jada, J-Lo, and Lady Gaga, and then, of course, Alicia Keys. Um, so Why do you say, ooh, Alicia okay. Alicia Keys was the host, <laughs> and she did a great job. She's such a talented lady. I don't think I so. Think she's talented, yeah. No, I think she's talented. I think she's very talented as a as a host, I thought she was very bland. Yeah. I mean, um, when you're expecting Kevin Hart, it's like... I mean, I'm not going to say it's, it's, it's... I wasn't expecting Kevin Hart. Well, Kevin I mean, Hart was supposed the to host. host. He was supposed to host and Kareem. Okay. I wasn't expecting him. Wasn't you? Kevin Hart supposed to do the Oscars? He did, I thought. No. And then Ellen had got him... He said no to something. And then Ellen had he to asked Ellen. him he to... He going to think about it. Yeah. And then uh, Alicia Keys oh, did the Grammys. Another thing that I love. I love how all of the Black elite came together to celebrate the Oscars and barely any of them niggas went. Jay-Z, Diddy, Beyonce, Kevin Hart, like all of them. They had the big old brunch or whatever it was. We need to be in that brunch. We need to cover that brunch. And I'm claiming it 2020, 2021. Cognac and Communion needs to be at the Rock Nation Grammy the brunch. Rock Nation brunch. Yeah. Yo, Beyonce okay. looks so Amazing. cute. <laughs> Super cute. Amazing. And Jay-Z in his little uh, powder yes, blue suit. Yes, I was feeling okay. every I was feeling every bit. Like, like, black excellence, like... All of, like, Meek Mill, this is somebody who's been behind bars. It's like, y'all, you can look, like, if, if your hustle is strong, 
and you got the consistency and the commitment, like you can go as far as you want. This, we can go as far as we want. Like I was just so proud. I was inspired. I was just, I was ecstatic for them. Yeah, I definitely was. I just love black people. (laughs) I do. Which is why today's topic is about mental health in the black community. And for yes, it is. Yes, it is. Our black men, because not that we have it all under wraps, but I feel like women um, identifying and understanding their mental instabilities. Uh, in our community, at least, it's it's growing. It's growing, and we're getting mm-hmm. you know far more understanding of it. But I feel like there is a big gap still with our men, especially mm. because um, the mental um, it's not programming, but I feel like boys are given um, instruction as far as how to feel a lot younger. And girls, like, from, you know, babies, big boys don't cry. You know, it's like people are telling you how to feel so young. So mm. I'm just like, it, it raises a lot of questions for me. And Dami, I wanted to ask yes. you, because you yes. did a poll, or you you raised the question on your Instagram. I did, and I, I did. And I'm really, really interested into the feedback that you got. I did. Um, I raised the question about mental health in the Black community um, on my Instagram, Doms McCoy. Go ahead and follow me. Um, and um, I did get some feedback from a lot of men, um, actually. And um, one specifically, um, one of my homeboys, he he was just saying, like, yo, mental health has been going on. He's been hearing about it lately. Mm-hmm. And um, he's 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 excited that the conversation is being had because so many, you know, you know, men are not used to, uh, I guess, coping with their emotions. If that makes sense. Um, they're used to being told, um, suck it up, be a man about it. You know what I mean? And not really dealing with, um, their emotions and how they actually feel and things of that nature. So he was very, like, he was basically saying like he's excited that these conversations are being mm-hmm. had and um another one um another one he talked about how uh just growing up in LA mm-hmm. or whatever and like if you guys are familiar with LA you know we do have gang mm-hmm. violence um, in Los Angeles so growing up in LA and like growing up in South Central LA and being you know introduced to that whole gang mentality and how like you know a man is supposed to be rough and tough, like, you know, kind of like that gang mentality, yeah. I guess. And he was like, it's hard to break that cycle because, uh, you know, you're, you're growing up in this, you're growing up in a system where they're programming you to be something when in actuality you don't, Absolutely. you don't, you don't fit that bill. Yeah. So, so yeah. Absolutely. It, so yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, I was surprised. Um, I was surprised to uh, get the feedback because I didn't think a lot of men would um, actually address the issue and address, hey, yeah, this is an issue. Um, You know, it's been going on. It hasn't, you know, some men said that they haven't dealt with it personally, Mm -hmm. personally, but um, they know some of their homeboys that are just now speaking about depression or Mm -hmm. just now speaking about anxiety. And so the conversations are being had, which is a healthy start. 
because mental health um, is something that we shouldn't ignore Mm -hmm. in the black community and it's something that we shouldn't ignore within our black males we shouldn't we shouldn't just we shouldn't just assume that um they're just all right Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but they're good we should always we should always check up on each other but specifically our black males yeah and to that point i think that i think that a lot of men are not really able to identify Mm. when there is a mental health like issue um and i feel like as a general we um i feel like in general we have this misconception that mental health issues look like one particular thing and mm-hmm. we don't give respect to the fact that um we don't give respect to the fact that it's a very very wide scale of what a mental instability you know, can look like. And so mm-hmm. um, I kind of worry that as a community, we don't acknowledge that and we don't understand that. So unfortunately, I said I was going to take it there. I'm going to take it there. People like R. Kelly are canceled rather than, you know, us really, because I feel like we acknowledged it and people are like, mm-hmm. sick, you know, but it's like, no, but mm-hmm. do you really understand that he is sick? No, he you know definitely is saying? sick. And so I'm just like, is that somebody that should be canceled? Or is this someone whose mental health we should invest in? You know what I mean? I'm I'm going to cancel oh. him. However, <laughs> however, that does not mean that his mental health should not be invested in. He does, he definitely needs to seek some type of help or in his circle, his circle around him. Um, they like, like they also need to seek help, you know? Um, and who's to say that he, ne- who's to say that his circle never enforced or tried to encourage help. You know, we don't know the conversations that were being had with this man, but I, 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 I would like to say that this man is sick and um, something is mentally wrong Mm -hmm. with him. So um, yes, we need to, um, yes, in our community, we need to seek help for those who um, have issues. But for me personally, I just can't, (laughs) I just can't with R. Kelly. Like I, I can't. However, that doesn't mean that he does not need help and that we don't need to assist him. (laughs) Somebody do something. Yeah, I just can't because I, I, I really just have a disgust, <laughs> disdain, taste in my mouth when it comes down yeah, to Yeah, I get it. And I get it. But so. it's like, I get it. I get it. And in hearing, and like, well, I, to be honest, I didn't even watch the whole lifetime, you know, but I watched, I, I can't, saw maybe I, like I, the I can't. first two or three. Um, mm-hmm. No, it was only three, wasn't it? <laughs> I saw no, the first it, was like it was only three. Six hours. Yeah, it was six hours, but it was three days. I think I saw, like, the first two or whatever. Um, So it was kind of like, like, dang, it really gave insight to, like, how sick this man is. And, you know, I'm, like, I'm not, you know, endorsing nobody or giving nobody a pass. Um, But it really made me want help for him. 
like Kanye. But does he want? But does he want help for himself? And you that's, know? that's that. Shut is, up. You so funny. <laughs> that's why I am that way. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like, and that's that brings us right back to the point that I feel like there are a lot of men out there suffering with certain things that they haven't yet identified as a mental instability. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, and that's where you have to first identify it before you can ask for or want help. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the good thing about cognac and communion is we have the black male perspective. So you're definitely about mm-hmm. to put in the hot seat. But before you get put in the hot seat, let's go ahead and take care of these bills. Get you some water if you're thirsty. Go get you a snack if you're hungry. And when we get back, we'll have that kept niggas perspective on uh, mental health and the black community. So we are back. And um, Kareem, it's on you. He's getting put in the hot seat. Hot seat. I hope you got- you know. Okay. <laughs> you know how to identify or would you be able to identify mental health or have you ever identified yeah have you ever truly there you go um so to the first part would i be able to now um not necessarily even just because it's more of a thing and you know it's been brought to the forefront and everything like that now as an adult i think um and not even some people look at adult as 18. Some look at it as 21. I really mm-hmm. didn't look at it until 25. So you really have been able to step in those shoes for a while and really fill it out. And now you look at certain stuff and are able to identify certain issues that you have and certain problems and kind of take it away from yourself and really look at it on a grander scheme of, of the people around you. And so mm, right. me identifying it with people, um, family members, and et cetera, like that, it helps me to understand it better when, when I look at it or see it personally with these people, but then hear about it, like you said, or like we said about it being in the forefront now, when everybody's talking about it and the issues and all the things that are part of mental health. I think that's one of the main things that people don't understand is there's so many different parts to it, and it mm-hmm. literally is um, like born or like we're born into it. And mm-hmm. so, with this mindset already there, the fact of us trying to act like we're good is already an issue or a yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my um, one of my friends was just saying like. It's it's easy to smile when it's easy to smile over a frown when that's all you ever been doing. It's a smile. Right. It's a smile over your frown or something. Right. He said something to that extent. True. No, that that yeah. is, that that saying in itself is like really powerful because, like you said, it's easy to continue a lie that you've been telling yourself or that's been told to you over the mm-hmm. years. And when you finally address something, um. I believe in Charlemagne, or it might just be in general where people say, why listen to the truth when a lie is more entertaining? And so mm. it becomes that type of feeling or uh, to that effect where it's like, we're going to continue to tell this lie that we're good and we're going to continue we're on our back at the end of the day because that's what a man is supposed to do. Mm. Yeah. Right. You're battling something. Well, I don't want to say men more so suffer with um with mental illness in the black community but i just feel like it's so masked because they're trained to harbor 
or to just sweep things under the rug, but never deal. And it makes me wonder, because I'm like, we're all human. How is it that a woman is able to feel so deeply and a man seems not to feel at all? Like, that's it, that's impossible. It can't be. So it makes me wonder, all of these feelings that men don't express when they when they suffer hurt, you know, even loss sometimes. Um, it's like what happens to those emotions? Where do those where does where do those go? Young Wiz, have you ever had your heart broken? Mm-hmm. Deep. So two different ways to look at that is the fact of from you guys' perspective, just for a quick question. Um, Dom, I'll start with you. Would you prefer mm-hmm. uh, a softer man or would you prefer um would I prefer a softer man or would I prefer a harder man? Yeah, mas- more masculine man. <laughs> I, like, I was gonna say a harder man. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go with harder. But uh, but, <laughs> but, uh <laughs> but um no I, I I would want to have um a mixture of both. I want to have a masculine man who's aware of his emotions and who is okay with expressing them. I don't want a man who's, who just, who can't express their emotions, if that makes sense, or can't communicate how they feel, you know? Um, And I have a, and it's crazy because I've dealt with men who, I've dealt with men who, um, who can't communicate how they actually feel like, like, but I know that there's something wrong because there's a delivery or there's a tone and it's like, and it triggers some type of emotion. So I know something is up because the tone that you're using with me is totally different now, or you're being short now and they're not realizing without expressing that emotion, you're suppressing it and you're taking your frustration. You're indirectly taking your frustration out on someone that you care about, which is not fair to that individual. So. Um, yes, I would like a masculine man, but I would like a masculine man who was able and who was aware, um, who, and who, like I said, is able to identify when something is wrong, when something is bothering him and not just say, oh yeah, you know, I could talk about it, but actually talk about it. You know? What if you had to choose one? Um, I'm going to go with the one who talks about their problems. (laughs) <laughs> because what I'm not going to do is um, deal with someone who bottles in their frustration and then leaves me um, leaves me lost and left behind. And then I become the punching bag, not figuratively, but figuratively of their frustration. Or I'm trying to figure out what's wrong because I can't coddle. I can't I can't coddle and I can't like I like I'm not a mind reader and I can't. Like, what's wrong with you? Oh, okay, nothing. All right. Okay, are you are you okay? Oh, okay, all right. I, I can't. Like, so I would be, it would be somebody who communicates um, their emotions. And it sucks because nine times out of 10, most men don't, they don't know how to identify it. And they don't even see it as an issue. And they think they're identifying it, but they're not. And that's an issue. Yep. <laughs> um, neither. I would prefer somebody who is honest and somebody who is genuine. If you are a crier, cry. If you're a screamer, scream. If you're a yeller, yell. 
Don't you yell at me. Don't you yell at me. Yeah. So I can know that I need to dip out. But like, show me those two colors. Because the thing is, it's going to come out eventually. Yeah, true. Eventually. You know, let me know who you are um, straight up. And I don't want to say I want somebody who's hard or who's soft because it's like, I don't want to encourage this front. Uh, I see. I see. You know, so I'm just like, I don't encourage you to be hard. I don't encourage you to be soft. Um, because if you're trying to act hard and you're really soft, like that's just going to translate in frustration, mm-hmm. and probably anger and resentment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I'm trying to tell you to be soft when you really are more hard, mm-hmm. you're going to be lying to me, telling me what I want to hear. Talking about you from yes. this hood. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like... You know, I don't want either. I just want somebody who's true to them. You know what? You I know? like that too. I'm gonna, actually, let me rephrase that. I'm sorry. Back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have somebody who's true to him. Oh, she better go ahead and to, nip yeah. that in the butt and clean. You, you, okay, girlfriend. Reel it on back in, you know. Yeah, because he would have listened to this and he yeah, would have been like, like uh, oh, you old, that's what you want. Hey, like, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, you know, that's what I appreciate. At the um, end of the day, that yeah. makes sense. Being true to yourself. I think that's all what anybody wants. But the, mm-hmm. the thing is, when it comes down to these issues, are we ever true to ourselves? Are men actually true to themselves? Are women true to themselves? You know, are but like, you know what? I think Wiz was about to, he was, I know exactly, I know the point he was going to make and I'm so mad because I do what I want to say it, but I'm going to go. No, because I'm not, it, it kind of ties in with what Dom was just saying and going back to being true to yourself, it, it becomes a situation where because the second part of that question for both of y'all, and y'all can answer it however you want to, is in a situation of Gab saying she wants somebody that's real, um, as women in this day and age now, Gab has someone that's real. Do you think that (laughs) you could could deal with, there's two ways to look at it, could deal with long-term someone that didn't necessarily express their emotions and everything like that, which it looked like Dom had a big issue with. She seems like a real big talker. And then it becomes a situation where could you see yourself wearing the pants in a relationship that the man is quote-unquote, I don't want to say soft, but he is very um, kind of lax and a passive. passive. That's the perfect word. Passive. Yeah. And for me, well, mm-hmm. for me, I need somebody to talk because because I, because I, I just need, I like to talk, and then some things I don't talk about. And if you ain't talking, I ain't talking. We ain't talking. So I need, I need you. I need, I need a guard to be let down so I can let down my guard. If that makes sense, like we just need to let down both of our guards together. Um, and I don't want anyone passive because that's not being that's that's not being true. You're not being true to yourself. You're just being short and you're being passive and your responses are your responses are passive aggressive you're not you're not really owning up to what the actual issue at hand is and so how can we ever if there is an issue like say that there is an issue between the two and with you being passive aggressive you're never owning up to that issue so you're talking so over the issue aren't real like explain that to me where it becomes because there are some people no, I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say I disagree. Um, as far as like um 
needing somebody who talks about their issues. I don't necessarily need that. I just need somebody who deals with their issues. Now, I need you to communicate our issues. Like if we're having a situation, I need us to discuss that because I am a talker. And that's how, you know, I resolve things. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have your own personal kind of issues and stuff, and you're not necessarily a talker and you don't want to talk that out with me, that's fine. But I need you to have some type of coping mechanism that's not, you know, substance abuse or any kind of other abuse, but have some type of way that you deal with that. Mm. And I do, I would like to be a part of it, but I understand that everybody has their own healing and I embrace that. True. Um, but, you know, I do, I would, I have, and I'm happy to have somebody who I can talk to like our issues about it. There's something going on between you and I. Okay, cool. As far as uh, wearing the pants, quote unquote, in a relationship, um, I wouldn't say that passive people aren't real. Like my father, uh, he's a very passive individual. And it's not because he's not real, but my father just feels like a lot of things are not worth the fight. Like Mm -hmm. if you are not in direct danger it's not worth the fight and that was the same like and I don't know if it's because my mom is such a strong personality my dad's just like all right like if that's what um, you want, let Ross, me let right. me let me correct myself and <laughs> let me correct myself because I, I don't think I was talking about passive individuals I was talking about passive aggressive behavior right that's yeah. what I was talking about so yeah just want yeah. to correct and that it, yeah, yeah it's different yeah, yeah. it's different Sorry. so like my dad is just like you know and I, and I was very much like tiger like initial like early in my teen years I don't know up until maybe like two years ago I've become a lot more lax and I see my father's personality coming out a lot more in me it's just like it's not even worth I don't it's and I think it's because I started more on mental health and the negative effects of not being aware of, you know, just how certain things affecting your energy. Every Yo, time this, you see it, yeah. It's like, it's so harmful. Yeah. And it's not only mentally, like that stuff starts to pour over into your physical being and things of that nature, your spiritual well being. And it's just like, it's true <laughs> what my father says. Like, a lot of things just aren't worth it. He's the number one advocate for pick your battles. Uh huh. You know, some things are worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. Some things are definitely worth fighting for. And when it's in your life, you'll know it. But everything is not worth fighting for. That's just my, that's my personal approach to, to life. And I know that everybody's different and I respect that. Um, but you know, so that's so as far as like wearing the pants, if I'm with somebody whose personality is like more passive and me being a more dominant individual, um, and we mesh and we're compatible, hey, you know, why 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 reject that? Because, you know, they're not they're not a tiger like me. Because sometimes those two personalities clash. You have somebody who's too much like you, so it's just like I think we need to be more open to just embracing what works as opposed to having a type. Mm-hmm. You know, so does that work currently, Tiger? Do you have a... a- <laughs> it works. You know what? Right now, I have somebody who is more Tiger-like than I. So it... But he leads in the right direction. Okay. So it allows me to be submissive. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Because Lord knows, if you have somebody who has that personality 
but it's dead wrong, <laughs> that don't work. Mm-hmm. You know, that don't work, block. and it just makes you right. You know, and it just it makes you tiger up more, and then you guys just start to clash. Tell me about no. it. No, Jack, no, no, Jack. We, I, don't, I don't know, girl. I don't. I don't either. Don't tell us about it. I, I don't pray on it. No, I, I don't know, actually. Um, <laughs> I actually don't know. We don't um, pray on it. I wanted to ask the question, like, but I guess you kind of answered it. But um, to Kareem's point, like, wh- that term, where's the pants? Like, yeah, what What do you mean? I didn't know what you meant by that. It's so crazy. So, I mean, and it's funny, even <laughs> with mental health and all the topics we're talking on there and things like that, it goes back to topics that we touched on a long time ago of roles yeah. and different stuff like that. And it's Gender so roles. crazy because in this day and age, with so much changing and everything like that, and this is nothing against anybody. To the point that we have new signs on the restroom talking about it, it's at that point right there that now we're trying to now change the roles new- of genders and now we're we're redefining these roles and it really bothers me because it's like when you change something too much, something's bound to go wrong. Are you insinuating that transgender individuals have mental instabilities? Uh, for sure. In that, nothing against anything. Let's 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 get this right. I'm like, I, Kareem, wait. wait. No, because nothing against Wait, before we go anywhere, because you have to really look at this fact: to be born into one body and have the mind of another is a problem in itself. To look in the mirror and not see what everybody else sees. Is a mental issue in itself. He's breaking down science, y'all. Scientific mm. facts. Mm. Big facts. No, because that's really life at the end of the day. Not even with just transgenders. Looking at, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's these pictures that we always see, and I don't know if y'all ever seen it or something like that. It'll be like, um, kind of like a picture of Simba, and when he's looking in the water, he sees his older self or his dad, and you see that, that right. line at the end of the yeah. day. And so that's yeah. kind of how I look at like transgenders and different people like that because nothing against anybody. Because I'm a big believer in that they're that people are born this way, and that mm. no, you can be changed or swayed as you grow up in difficult situations. But there are many and plenty of people that are born this way, and that literally from a young age see a different person. Than who they are or what other people see. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I, not. That's yeah. I, I, that's I, not the conversation. Nah, I was that's about to say, like Gabby, yeah. we are talking about mental health yeah, here. Do not, not yeah. do not go there. So, <laughs> but no, ser- but no, uh, but no. In regards to mental mental health and um, just in the black community and just being okay, because I, I know we we touched on a lot of stuff, but like to bring it back to uh, mental health and the black community and how you were talking about can we identify it and things of that nature. But once we identify it, but oh, taking ma- the next ma- steps, taking the next steps to go seek. Um, therapy or go seek assistance or talk to somebody about it or do whatever you need to do to you know to heal yourself or get better or cope whatever cope with whatever you have like I know individuals who uh who suffer from other illnesses and and because of those illnesses now have mental health issues um but don't seek the needed uh 
counseling or whatever the case may be to to assist those issues. So while like, you know, we're chummy chummy talking and it's all cool, but I noticed I noticed that there's a difference. You know what I'm saying? And like they don't want to talk about it because it's something that we don't talk about. But it's just like, listen, it's an uncomfortable situation. We have to talk about it. And if you you if you if you want to get if you want to get better, you have to get uncomfortable. You have to do the necessary steps to get better. And it's just it just sucks because we really ignore it. And we don't realize that it definitely affects us in the relationships that we have with others. Exactly. And that is, that is exactly, I was saying that you both had touched on really good points because like one of the questions that I had was like, how do you think that mental health affects like our romantic relationships Mm -hmm. and even, and even just our relationships with people in general. And the fact that you were talking about Dami, how, dealing with somebody who is not a communicator Mm. you know like it affected the relationship because that is how you that's that's your form of expression like you're not a suppressor Mm -hmm. you're verbal and you need that exchange yeah what i'm trying to be (laughs) yeah i mean yeah Yeah. right exactly when you're trying to be how how freaking frustrating is it to be dealing with somebody who is not willing to reciprocate that it's so like dude i'm trying to step out of my comfort you're giving me more validation to just stay in you know in a bubble i'm trying to grow i'm trying to progress girl and dealing with somebody like that can stunt your growth and now it's a domino effect yes yes you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and and that's like that's why it's so important because i feel like when it comes to the black man, they don't understand how their inability to identify their mental instabilities affects their relationships, which ultimately affects, well, could possibly affect the person that they're involved with, even long after mm-hmm. they're done dealing with each other. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like unfortunate because I've seen so many strong girls go from, you know, just like, beautiful confident women to being broken be- simply because they were dealing with somebody who had who was possibly insecure mm-hmm. you know which is a mental it's it's a mental issue like mm-hmm. why do you feel this why do you why do you doubt yourself why mm-hmm. do you feel like somebody deserves something more than you have why do you feel like the world is out to get you mm. Why do you feel like the person that you love is always looking at somebody else? Like, that's a mental incapacity. That's self-doubt. It's crazy because, you know, you have to, when you, when you realize that this is what you're doing, and this is, and this is not just for black men, this is, or not just for black women, this is just for people in general, um, you know, I'm always talking to, you know, psychology people because, you know, I'm always in that world, but, um, once you identify that, hey, I'm always self-doubting myself or I'm always, um, you know, you know, giving myself the short end of the stick or or, you know, doing all that, you need to figure out where that came from now like literally and that's self-reflection and it's not like okay this is what I'm doing to myself that you know it doesn't stop there it stops it it starts there it stops when you 
finally figure out where it came from. Like, where did that trigger from? When I was a child, did my mom talk to me this way? When I was a child, did my father talk to me this way? When I was a child, did something happen to, did something happen to me where I now look at myself this way? Or you have to look at all those little moments and literally trace when it started and kind of like address it from there, you know? And, and that's just with any issue, whether it's depression, um, you know, uh, anxiety, uh, self anger, anger, all of that. You have to fit or, or being non, nonverbal, all of that. You have to figure out where did this begin for me? Like not where is it at now and what is it doing now? We know what it's doing now, but where did it begin? And from there, how can yeah. now once you know where it began, you know how to address that situation or address mm-hmm. that trigger. It's yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy when you do a lot of like when you do self-reflections and you kind of look really deep into yourself. And it, it gets scary because it's mm-hmm. like, dang, oh, I didn't know this about myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because a lot of times you'll find that whatever your fear is or whatever the whatever the incapacity is, not incapacity, but whatever the issue is, you'll find that it's usually based on like one event, you know, that happened one time that might have shocked you for life, might have scared you for life, might have changed you for life. Mm-hmm. And you identify that one event and you're able you're able to troubleshoot. Mm. These are my tech talk, I guess. Ah. <laughs> able you know? to troubleshoot. And it's crazy because right. as you're talking about that, it makes me think of um and we could talk about this in the next we could talk about this on the next segment or in the next episode, but it makes me think about um what's that uh NFL player who who uh did the toast mm. who did the toast Jaleel. Jaleel. And Whatever, whatever his last name is, um, I don't want to say it the wrong way, but how he was sitting around and um, he toast to his uh, friends, more light-skinned uh, babies, and he made that comment, more light-skinned babies. A bunch of black men, y'all, surrounded by non-black women, toasting to more light-skinned babies. And when I was talking about the self-reflection and actually going deep within thyself and trying to figure out, okay, where did this start? Where did this start? I wonder if he has done that with himself in regards to, I wonder if he, I wonder if he can identify his issue with uh, self-hate, you know, or, or colorism or whatever the case may be, Um, you know, and if he can, when he, I wonder where it started, where did it stem from, you know? And again, you know, yes, he's going to have a light-skinned baby, but at the end of the day, a baby's still going to be black. That's going to be a black baby. So, right. you know, it's, it's just... And I think he's fine with... It's it's about being a light-skinned black baby. Because for whatever reason, you hate yourself that much that you wouldn't want your child to look like you. That's so unfortunate. Mm. That's so unfortunate. Happy Black History. You know what made me mad though? (laughs) Like before we sign off though, you know what made me mad? Uh The fact that his wife was the one that recorded it. Yo, she should have checked him. As the white, as the white one, the white, the white one. She. This was so common to her. This was so comfortable to her. 
Amanda Seals always says there's two types of white people. And I, you know, I just laugh at it whenever she says it. There are white people that are white people and there are people that happen to be white. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Like people that happen to be white, like they understand like, yo, that's wrong. You shouldn't. And I just happen to be white. I wouldn't even take it a step further and say the same thing about black people because people like him who could marry that way. He's somebody that just happens to be black. Damn. He ain't for real black. Stacey Dash, she just happens to be black. Damn. Period. Damn. Ben Carson. Oh. I'm still not convinced <laughs> that, that ain't him. Like, he ain't no way. Bless it. Bless it. Bless it. Oh, bless it. Like when I said, before we <laughs> sign off one more time, um, I'm not endorsing Kamala Harris. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not calling her Kamala because I do not like the way that that sounds. I'm going to be honest. So, Kamala. She uh pretty much admitted that she was a part of the sesh. Oh, okay. And said that she supports the legalization of marijuana. Oh. So for that, she gets a blackness from me. You know, you know what? I did not watch that interview um with her in with the, breakfast the Breakfast Club. Yeah, she yep. shout out to her. Definitely for for sure forgot to shout out Angela Yee. Was she on the interview? Did you see her? Uh, you know, there. I ain't even paying attention. Right she was like, catch yeah, me right. on the breakfast club with DJ NP and Charlemagne. And I was right. like, where is Angela? But, I honestly uh, think she just forgot sis name. I hope I hope not. Right. I mean, I hope she did. Just like an honest forget. But you know I don't think it was no shame. I no. hope it wasn't because you know, us black women gotta stick together. They trying to break right. us, they're trying to bring us apart. And you know what? There is a hypersensitivity that black women have, but we're gonna talk about that. That's also a mental oh. yeah, but we're gonna talk about that at another time. Another day, another time. <laughs> you know, our men got issues for sure, for sure. But we, we sure got some too. But you know what? I feel like, like uh, before we sign off again, again, <laughs> we are, all, we are all validated in that, right? And young Liz, we asked you like two and a half questions and then cut you off for the rest of the time. But I promise the whole next show is gonna be yours. Young Liz, take us out. Matter of fact. Well, we will see you next time. <laughs> this is that definitely young Liz. And this your girl, Dominique McCoy, a.k.a. Doms McCoy. And this is your girl, Gabby, a.k.a. The Gift of Gab on everything. Follow up, and we'll see y'all next time. Bye.